Hey everybody, Weasel Skull here, wanting to wish you all a very Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and a Happy New Year. Thanks for listening. Thanks for all your support over the years. We had a great 2021, and we're looking forward to more fun hijinks in 2022. So until then, wrap your arms around your loved ones and enjoy this festive holiday spirit. We love y'all. See you in 2022. Bye! You're listening to the 12 Days of Crusademus 2021, brought to you by the Longbox Crusade. The first day of Christmas my true love brought to me a partridge in a pear tree. The second day of Christmas my true love brought to me two turtle doves and a partridge in a pear tree. The third day of Christmas my true love brought to me Three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. The fourth day of Christmas my true love brought to me Four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. The fifth day of Christmas my true love brought to me Five golden rings. Four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. Ten ladies Baltimoreing. Hello and welcome to the tenth day of the twelve days of Crusademus for 2021, brought to you by the Longbox Crusade. The twelve days of Crusademus is our gift to the podcast community to celebrate the holiday season. And we're celebrating this joyous season by sharing with you some comic book titles that may have gotten by you in the past. Each day of the 12 Days of Crusademus will bring you a hidden gem of a comic series brought to you either by one of our Holly Jolly co-hosts or one of our podcast celebrity guests until we get all the way to December 25th, Christmas Day. But until then, I'm your host for this 10th day of Crusademus, Jason Albrick. The Weasel Skull. And here are three shady-looking mills, kind of, joining me for today's unwrapping. And I'm going to start with the founding member, our fearless leader, Pat DJ Cristados. Merry Christmas. How are you today, sir? Merry Christmas to you, Weasel Skull. Thank you. you. I'm I'm doing good today. I'm doing good today. Um, You know, last time we had nine ladies dancing today Mm -hmm. i'm bringing 10 lords a leaping since we're going to be reading lord baltimore again i thought maybe this would work for us right well you know you're close but uh we're going with lady baltimore i got them mixed up Uh uh uh-huh yesterday that's funny it's funny (laughs) yep you got to keep those lords and ladies you know you got to keep them straight here Man, I missed up. Oh, well. Enjoy the dancing. All right, will do. Will do. Get those Christmas decorations up there while you're at it. Well, I figured since they could leap, they might help me leap into the roof and get those, you know, the other decorations. Unless you guys want to help me leap. Mm, And uh, going on to our next guest, I'm looking at my other uh, podcast partner here, my actual brother, Jared the Christmas Crow. Merry Christmas. 
brother mine. Ooh, Merry Christmas, man. It's cold outside. I just came in. I mean, it's just in time for the recording. Oh, man. You oh, baby, by. is it cold outside? It is. Let me get here by the fire. Oh, I, I know you guys uh, like it when I bring Christmas jokes. So I got a Christmas joke for you. Get it. All right. So two snowmen, mm-hmm. snowmen, I guess would be the plural, two snowmen standing out on the lawn as they do. Okay. And the one looks at the other and goes, you smell that? No, man. I don't, what do you smell? He goes, carrots. Oh, I get it. <laughs> I get it. You got a carrot for a nose. It's a joke. what I call a joke grenade. <laughs> I was waiting on the rest. I was like, uh oh. It spells oh. carrots because his, his nose is made of. Delvin? <laughs> oh, that's all for me. Us. Just save us, Delvin. First of all, Merry Christmas. Merry Jason. Christmas. Yes, absolutely. And it's just us four. We're, we're by ourselves, right? We're just, we're hanging out. Just no more guests, right? Well. Delvin, Merry Christmas, baby. Merry Christmas, Mary Jane. I came in here because y'all don't ever let me bring a comic to your little crusadiness party. Okay. Um, What's up with that? Well, we're sorry. We we didn't we didn't know you're busy with Sean. Um, May rest in peace. Um, and years passed, and we just figured that you know you're occupied. Was, Was there something else that you needed? Oh, uh, was there a comic you wanted to share this year? No, baby, I'm just saying it's kind of like a sausage party up in here. Where the ladies? Where's the representation? It's 2021! The ladies were yesterday, Mary Jane. They were dancing around. I guess that's true. And they still owe me 15%, now that I think about it. But at any rate, what comic y'all bringing today? Well, thank you. I guess, really, that's my cue. I'll take it back here and say that... Uh, you never let me get my bit, you son of a Mary Jane totally hijacked I, I didn't have a good one anyway, so keep going. <laughs> did I torpedo it or did I rescue it? I'll let you all decide. <laughs> it, was, it was more B than A. I didn't have <laughs> It was going to be a fart joke. Oh, it was, I wasn't oh, so proud of it. Carrot's joke seems pretty bad. Everybody. <laughs> So 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 what you uh what you bring here here uh whistle biscuit what you got It's weasel skull never mind As you heard in the singing intro today it's 10 ladies baltimorean which means we're unwrapping Lady Baltimore number 1 from 2021 published by Dark Horse Comics Oh, you're bringing the ladies. Okay, okay. I'll sit over here and be quiet. You boys carry on. Thank you. All right. So, now for a brief history of the series and the creators. It was co-written by Mike Mignola and Christopher Golden. The art was drawn by Bridget Connell. It was lettered by Clem Robbins. Colored by Michelle Madsen. With a cover that was drawn by Abigail Larson. The full title is Lady Baltimore the Witch Queens, and this is the first of a five-issue series that is the next tale in the Baltimore saga, which started in 2010. So just going into some reasons that I love this book, and I have a feeling I'm going to have to vigorously defend this one. It has a fascinated and eclectic cast of characters. Uh, In this issue, we're introduced to the characters of Imogen, Charlie, Rigo, many more Great supporting characters are going to come throughout the course of the series. 
Second reason I like it, it just has a terrific blend of action and horror that I love. I just love when you, you just have that perfect balance of horror and action. And I feel like this book, this series just really hits the sweet spot for me. Number three, particularly for those who know me, it's set in Europe during World War II. It's right in my wheelhouse. So you start combining World War II, Europe in the 1940s. You got Nazis teaming up with the underworld and you got the good guys fighting them. It's just awesome. It also has a fierce rogues gallery. Um, in this issue, we'll be introduced to the villain Yelena the Witch, and she is really just the tip of the iceberg for this series. It gets really good. And finally, I really like the art. I'm starting to really appreciate when, you know, artists are just more than the penciler. You know, if I've learned nothing from my brother Death Probe and, and his art, it's that, you know, a good inker can really augment a comic and make it so much better and i think it's got this has got a great pencilist it's got penciler it's got a great inker and it's got great colors in it and it just the team really brings the book together well they give us great sets great action spooky settings they just i think they just deliver in spades in this book so that's it that's my initial pitch fellas so my first question of course have any of you read any of the Lady or Lord Baltimore comics before? And I'm just kidding. I know the answer is yes, because I brought one a couple years back. Or was Not it necessarily. <laughs> All right, maybe I better check. Jared, did you read it or just look at the pictures? <laughs> oh, I, I, I read it. All right. Delvin and Pat, I know you two wouldn't let me down. So let's just jump into a quick summary of this particular issue. Let's get to the good stuff. We open in Bruges, Belgium, where Lady Baltimore and Imogen are mounting a rescue of their friend Charlie and several others that are captured and held by the evil witch Yelena. After a fierce battle, Baltimore and Imogen rescue Charlie and other hostages. They manage to capture Yelena. Along the way, we discover that the Nazis have teamed up with forces from the underworld and Lady Baltimore is mounting a resistance from her, her former husband's manor and there's a rumor that the ghost of her late husband still wanders the battlefield. The comic actually concludes with a cliffhanger as other forces from the underworld mount an assault on Lady Baltimore's fortress in an attempt to rescue the captured Yelena. So, about time to start going around the horn and asking you fellas what you think of this issue. And we'll start with you, Delvin. I did read the book. I read it through earlier this afternoon, and then I looked at it again once before we got onto the show. Let me give what I like about the book. I should know the artist's name. Help me out, Jason. Who's the artist? The interior arts were done by, let me make sure I get the... Bridget Connell. I liked her artwork. I think that is, was, is this a dynamite comic by any chance? No, this was a uh, dark horse. It looks like it could have been a dynamite comic because that's what the artwork reminded me of. Since we've read a few uh, James Bond comics at this point from dynamite, it looks like her style would fit right into that whole thing. Uh, so does. yeah. So I thought that that was good. And as far as the story and stuff, man, Jason, I don't know what it is. Like, I can't, like, I couldn't get into it. 
I, I looked at it. I'm just like, it wasn't terrible. And it started out where you had like a lady Baltimore and she was attacking a witch and like the witch was like came out of the door and like, lo- like arms are like all grotesque and long. And I was like, okay, okay. But just, ah, there's something that just couldn't like get me over the top. I did remember, however, that since this was Lady Baltimore, I'm like, Lady Baltimore, we read Lord Baltimore last time. And sure enough, they mentioned that Lord Baltimore had passed away and that uh, Lady Baltimore, whom he married, has taken on the mantle. So I could see the groundwork that they were laying there. Personally, I didn't like fully get into it, but there were some elements of it that I enjoyed that I just mentioned. So we can pass it along to Pat. All right, Pat, your turn. Well, I haven't read this before, so this is my first time reading it. And then, like Delvin said, I had to remember, like, man, what do I remember about Lord Baltimore? And so I thought that I, yeah, that's what I thought. I was like, oh, so all day long I was singing that song. So, yeah, that's what I remember of Lord Baltimore. Now, what do I remember about Lady Baltimore? I don't know. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> no, it's reading through this one. It kind of reminded me of the game or movie, or I guess TV show now too, of the witch hunter or um, the Witcher. The Witcher, yeah, kind of had that Good vibe point. to it of of Witcher, where you got somebody who's going out to try to take care of these paranormal witches and, and things like that. So I'm like, okay, well, this is kind of cool. I think. You and me are, are kind of into somewhat of those vibes a little bit compared to Jared and, and Delvin. I kind of like that kind of a stuff. And so I thought it was interesting. And I could see where Delvin was saying, like, you know, the lady was kind of kind of creepily coming out of the door. And I'm like, well, if this was a movie, I could see that kind of shot and would be really scary at the time. Yeah. But on the comic page, it was like, oh, OK, this is OK for me. But I do enjoy the artwork in it. It was very nicely done. I like the colors in it. I like Lady Baltimore just for her character and how she's designed. She's got that kind of uh, swashbuckly, Indiana Jonesy kind of... uh, I liked the weapons that she was using as well, too. I thought that was pretty cool. Her having a sword and then finding out that it was possibly a magical sword or something that Lord Baltimore used or whatever. I don't know. I don't remember the book we read before, but anyway... I liked the kind of gadgets that she had. And I noticed that, well, like one thing she like her gun revolver, she would do some magic on it or something. And then that bullet went. She had that one bullet that she loaded in her, in her automatic. Yeah. And she fired the one and the bullet had, had like those little spirit markings on it. It started to glow and she put it in the clip. And as soon as she fires it, it just like started. It was like a witch seeking bullet. It was just like flying all around. I thought that was a cool idea. I, thought, like, I really dug that. I thought that was awesome. Yeah. But what I really liked is that when you look at the art, she has like a string or something that the gun's tethered to her somehow. You know, so like if she lost it or something, maybe I'm the only one that was seeing that or like some of her, her sword maybe too. I don't know. No, there was, um, I'm trying to see here. 
I just thought that was interesting. Like, there must be something special about the gun or something that, you know, that she doesn't want to lose it. So she's got it kind of tied, you know, tethered to her somehow. But yeah, I see it now. Uh, I see what you're talking about. It, I, that was that was kind of common during World War One and World War Two. Oh, where the officers would keep they would have like a, a little lanyard. So if they drop their pistol, it would still be like attached still be on to them. The OK, yeah. yeah. And that's what I was kind of thinking. It was something like that. So I'm like, oh, that's a pretty cool idea. Overall, interesting. I think, well, I guess we'll get to it in my score later on. But it was kind of interesting. And, and I was kind of wondering, trying to remember what actually happened in the Lord Baltimore one that we read. So yeah, I was on this paranormally freaky dicky kind of a thing. So I will say one of the things I noticed, you know, after I and because I picked this book and I was like, I'm going to go with issue one, right? So you got to be good coming out of the gate. But I did realize as I read through it myself, it's like, oh, they're really introducing characters from the other series, series like Rigo and even Lady Baltimore herself, her story's told in another series. So, you know, it does make you rely on having some sort of background knowledge or at least more than I anticipated when I picked the book for this uh, crusade miss. So at any rate, We've come to the moments. Your time has come, Jerry. Just uh, hand me those 12 candy canes and stay <laughs> silent and everybody will be happy. Nobody gets hurt. I didn't read it. <laughs> <laughs> I remember back to Lord Baltimore and I was like, yeah, I'm going to pass. <laughs> <laughs> Catch you all next Christmas. You know what's going there's plenty more of these Baltimore comics, Jerry, and I'm going to keep bringing them till I get some candy cane. No, um... I pretty much being the last guy I have to do the thing where I disagree with the other guys. I think the, the art was good. I do like horror stuff. You know, I, I wrote Hamilton versus Brewer Werewolf Tale available at theyardtaleartist.com and I have other horror based things in production. So who's got questions about my comics in production? <laughs> <laughs> are you doing, let me ask you this though. Do you find it hard to write or to kind of portray that horror, you know, in a medium like this no that's mark's job movie <laughs> <laughs> i write the words mark draws the pictures <laughs> no but ser seriously getting getting back to this yeah the art was good pat yeah you, you stole one of the things i was going to hang my hat on i thought the color work was really good especially mm. when like magic spells were being cast yeah they had a lot of really cool effects and stuff like that so yeah i mean still the world of lord baltimore somehow just continues to not really grab me for some reason but uh I mean, it's a it's a pretty book, and I, I gotta admit, when I saw Mign how do you pronounce it, Mignola, Mignola, Mike, Mignola, yeah, Mike M on the book, and Christopher Golden, who I know from some novels he's written. I read a trilogy of X Men novels that he wrote that was pretty good. I was like, yeah, well, okay, but again, I, I don't know something about. But you know what? I, I've never taken that deep dive into Hellboy either, so maybe it's something about yeah. the mind of Mignola that I just. I, I see it. I respect it. It's pretty looking, but it just never quite grabs me. And I'll just, I'll leave it at that. I don't want to be all ball humbuggy. Not yet. Anyway. No, that's fair. That's fair. Well, I guess I'm starting to dread this time, but it's time to rate your interest in this series using the official Crusademus candy cane scale. All right. On a scale of one to 12 candy canes, 12 being extremely interested and one being no interest at all. How many candy canes? Would you rate your interest in pursuing more issues of this title? There's only five, guys. There's only five issues. So, you know, trying to bump up these candy canes a little bit. 
We'll start with you, Pat. How many candy canes am I getting? Well, I am probably going to be, maybe I'm thinking I'm going to be the highest one on here, but I'm going to give it seven. I, you know, it's halfway point. So, you know, it had me at the the action-y, swashbuckle kind of a, a thing on this. So the horror part is like, uh, it's okay. But, you know, I'm, I'm interested to find out how they're going to deal with all these other witches that just showed up at the end. So I'm like, well... She better have more of those magic gun bullets or whatever. <laughs> That's right. She better have more than one. <laughs> to take care of it. But yeah, I'm, I'm seven. I'm semi-interested. Right. If I find it in a bin, I'll grab the rest. Thanks, Pat. I think if I combine your candy canes and Jared, I'll have seven candy canes. <laughs> Six. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still with candy canes. <laughs> All right, Jared, it's your turn. Go ahead. Uh, you know what, though, as we were talking about, I did think of something that I did like. Uh, well, to put it that way, would you say I didn't like it? Just wasn't my cup of tea. But there was something cool about it. I kind of like the concept that there's like almost a uh, an Amway of witches. You know, like <laughs> a whole yeah. network of them. It's like a, that that does broaden your ability. It's a triangle, Jerry. <laughs> it's not a pyramid scheme. It's a three dimensional triangle. But like that is kind of a neat concept because it broadens. You know everything you can write about because like we had our main villain for this book but you know it's part of a bigger thing and that allows you to continue to write for years and years and years because you've established that from the outset you know as opposed to like gi joe where you establish cobra commander at the outset and then they want to grow later on and they're like well serpentor i guess you know it, they didn't weren't able to grow much because we they'd already kind of revealed the top of the cobra pyramid which is also a pyramid scheme. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I thought that was uh, legitimately covered. And you know what? I'll be honest with you, too. When it comes to candy canes, pretty much so any book that gets covered on Crusade Miss kind of bumps up into if I see them in a, you know, 50 cent bin or whatever, I go, oh, that's a Crusade Miss book. So I tend to pick them up. So I might shock you, even though it's not my cup of tea, with four whole candy canes. <laughs> Wow. Four. I'm shocked. It's a I four. Shocked. I'm shocked. <laughs> oh, I got 11 candy canes total. My blood sugar is going to be high. All right, Delvin, bring us home. You, surely you'll go higher than four candy canes. I will go higher than four candy canes, but not much higher. I'm at a five. But what I wanted to say was I was struck when I was just thinking about, like, you know, if someone brings a book, to Crusademus or whatever. It's very much like someone sharing like, you know, their favorite band or, you know, favorite song. And you gotta be careful of just like, you know, this sucks. Cause what you kind of basically said is like that person kind of sucks and, or a part of that person. And that's not really cool. Especially if someone took time out to share it with you. Now, Baltimore, like for whatever reason, it just didn't resonate with me like overall but i'm grateful that you shared it and i'm grateful that i got an opportunity to read it and see what jason likes and well said. so that makes me happy so i'm i'm cool with that i hope that you can at least accept my humble five candy canes as as an offering of love that it is i can and i do and i think same thing i meant to say when i did my candy cane <laughs> <laughs> No, it was really well said because we've gotten books throughout the years that, you know, I'm not running out to collect them or anything like that. But you're right. The fact that somebody brings it and shares that piece mm -hmm. with us, it does say something. So well said, Delvin. Well said. As much as we've done this, you know, it has definitely opened up my 
mind and my thoughts of being more open-minded to different comic books out there. Definitely. And that's what I think I love because then people bring their passion for it and it just helps me, you know, think about that comic more. Yeah, that's a good point as well. And I thank all of you for reading it. And, uh, you know, there's more Baltimore comics for 2022. We want Red Star. <laughs> <laughs> Is it Baltimore the dog? Baltimore <laughs> the Happy Baltimore. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was personally hoping for like you know an Odenton you know comic book or an Upper Dundalk. Oh, oh these are looking. Baltimore area jokes. I get it. <laughs> oh. I get it. I get it. Oh, let me give one more recommendation for this this series while you guys keep ragging on Baltimore here. But uh, once again, you know this is one of those series that come along. I like them because it's been a series that's been around since 2010, but they're told in chunks. So you've got these series within a series of you know three four five sometimes six issue story arcs lady baltimore's five so it's not a big you know it's not a big commitment you get a great story uh these stories just always seem to be very well conceived and and well executed like we talked about great characters lots of fun so i'm just kind of interested i don't know if any of the listeners are reading it or will come to my defense for lady baltimore but uh you know it's uh, something that I always seem to enjoy. It so also just, has an anchor named Clem, which goes a long way. That is true. I have Clem. not seen a Clem in a while. <laughs> That's an old school name right there. It's like I, I just I, picture I, this guy with like a cigarette, you know, sort of thing. Like it's, it's like ash just hanging off about to drop onto the page. But he's, he's going to call somebody. It. He's going to call somebody Young Blood at one point. Come <laughs> <laughs> you, Young Blood. He's been doing it for so long, though. He's just draw. He's like inking and inking, and then just before it falls off, get off boom. my drawing board. He looks over, boom, right into the ashtray, and then he's back at it. <laughs> he wears coveralls when he inks as well. <laughs> well, he was the letterer, wasn't he? I think I, I think I took us down the wrong path. <laughs> okay, just all that stuff I just said, except you know, lettering. It <laughs> 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 was Clem. All right, close it out. Go. It's time to close it down. All right. Well, that will be a wrap for day 10 of the 12 Days of Crusademus. We'd love to hear from you if you're familiar with any of the comics we've covered here on the show. Or if you gave one of our recommendations a try, let us know what you think about it. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Longbox Crusade. Or you can email us at contact at longboxcrusade.com. And if you're loving Crusademus and you didn't get a chance to listen last year or just want to hear more Crusadeness, if you scroll far enough back on our feed, you can find all the episodes from Crusadeness Past 2020, 2019, 2018, and if you go far enough, even 2017. Red Star! Thanks for listening, everyone. Be sure to come back tomorrow to find out what the next gift is from under the tree here in the festively decorated Long Box Crusade Studios. Till then, DJ Cristados, play one of my favorite Christmas jams. Wicked, 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 wicked. Should old acquaintance be forgot and never bought to mind? Should old acquaintance be forgot and the days of old and time? 
All songs, sound clips, and characters discussed are copyright of their respective copyright holders, and no infringement is intended. We are just fans that like to share our love of comics. Outtakes. Well, Jason didn't remember how the script worked. <laughs> hey, I set up the invite tonight. I, I opened up the whole show, so give me, give me a break. Good job setting up the invite, by the way. Leave Weasel alone. <laughs> Steampunky kind of thing going on here. Hold on a second. I got a cat fight. <laughs> Two cats enter. One cat leaves. Two cats enter. One cat leaves. Two cats enter. One cat leave. Nope. You're on mute, Jared. What'd you say? I just realized I wasted a perfectly good joke on you. <laughs> and about how hard you hiss? It's about how hard you hiss that. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. Sorry about that. You're saying uh, you like the You want to piss in your cat box? You go ahead and piss in your cat box. <laughs> <laughs> we did a whole action film face-off cat thing while you were gone. <laughs> it was pretty good. Oh, <laughs> uh, man.
You want some treats? You gotta go out and get your treats. <laughs> <laughs> gotta be willing to take those hisses. <laughs> take the claws. <laughs>